what's up guys you know who it is and if you don't then i need you to go all the way back and watch from day one face your girl diana you know who you're shaking the culture with you know and i'm here today with yo it's your boy mr bring the city out dj 23 super dj upcoming music producer you know i do it all Yes, you really do. So how you doing? How you doing today? I'm doing great. That's good. Great. Good to be here. I'm glad. It's so funny because we feel like we've always rescheduled a bunch of times because our schedule is <laughs> your schedule. You really, you're on tour. You you do it all, like you said. You just dropped this album too. Um, mm -hmm. Congrats on that. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'll just be back and forth, you know, between, you know, DJing at the skate rink and then producing with uh, my fellow artists and friends. So, you know. Yeah. So how did you get into DJing? Uh, I started DJing back in fifth grade. So like the summer before middle school. Uh, I was going to the uh, teen club at Cascade Skatering, just watching the DJ, you know, control the crowd, play um, music for us every weekend. So that summer before I went to middle school, I asked my parents for my first turntables. Mm -hmm. And I always said my first turntables, but it actually wasn't turntables. It was like a CD player. So Really? Yeah, so I was playing <laughs> off the CDs, you know, just doing like fifth grade dances and then middle school basketball games. And then once I got to high school, I upgraded, you know, finally got a real turntable with the laptop. Yeah. So just started doing, like, the high school basketball games, the track, track meets, all that. Okay. Yeah. That's so funny. I didn't know that. A lot of people actually don't know that you, when you, you started working when you were in sixth grade. Yeah. Like, I actually started working, <laughs> making money, <laughs> being yeah. a DJ. Like, you've never had a nine-to-five job before. No, I really just stuck with DJing, like, because, you know, it was just really, like, my passion. So... And then I got paid for doing something I love, so it really wasn't no job. It was really like, you know, just me getting paid to do my hobby. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, when you told your parents, hey, I actually got a job in sixth grade, what was their yeah. reaction? My, my dad was all for it because he, like, he always used to preach, like, entrepreneurship and stuff. So, he was just like, eventually you're going to have to, you know, open up your own business or try to do something that, you know, is going to bring you income. So, eventually I just, you know, got led to DJing of course and he saw that it was bringing in income not even a lot but at the first time but at least for a sixth grader like me that's a lot yeah so I was like you know this my job so he my both my parents my mom and dad they just you know pushed my dreams and supported it full through yeah and they still support and they love they love the outcome of that so yeah what's it called um your dad helped you also when you started djing right he mm -hmm. was in a group the rascal oh yeah yeah the little rascal yeah. yeah so yeah. how did that how, how he did was, uh, that he was come? just dancing like with his friends like close friends in high school so they made a dance group used to like make dance routines to all the like fast atlanta bass music like africa bambada and stuff like that so he used to like give me influences like how to mix songs in mm -hmm. like regular you know old school r&b songs with that type of music so just like giving me a different idea of what i can bring to my mixes every day when i dj so yeah okay. shout out to pops shout out to pops honestly he put you on so when you start doing djing then you started doing your you got your job when you were in sixth grade mm -hmm. and you started working at was it cascade or was it sparkles so yeah started working? i started at uh cascade when mm -hmm. i was um 
18. So summer of 2019, I got my job first first job up there, doing like the family nights on Tuesdays and Fridays. So eventually, I moved up to the Sunday nights after um, the pandemic last year. Cause we was doing the, like IG live mix shows and stuff, mm -hmm. so like I was just getting my name out there more, getting more exposure online, and then people started to see like my mixing skills and stuff. So they requested that you know I get up on Cascade for the Sunday main adult night. So I started doing that, just you mm -hmm. know bringing 400, 500 people every Sunday, and then the session just grew bigger and bigger every week. That's yeah. awesome. Did you ever expect that you would actually be a special DJ for these skating rings places or even thought of it as a career? Yeah, I mean, I always knew I would be, like, DJing, you know, somewhere. I didn't I didn't really think, like, skating rink would be, like, my main, you know, job, or everyday job. Yeah. But, you know, just adjusting to the skate world and, you know, learning more about skate music and different types of skate styles, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting to be in. And then skatering, also, I got to network with a whole bunch of celebrities because the celebrities always come through Cascade or mm -hmm. the other skatering just booking private parties and stuff. So that's another um, way that I've gotten, you know, connected in. I met plenty of celebrities throughout the Atlanta area just, you know, by doing skate events and stuff. So Yeah. yeah. Um, do you ever get on there and skate? I know Honcho Bug, they were like, he does usually. Or yeah. Honcho Bug and Awesome Mistake, they're like, he, like, runs something and then does a lap yeah. and he's back <laughs> in booth. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I'll I, I play a little song or whatever, then get you know, put my skates on go out there, do a little two laps and, <laughs> you know, come back and switch the song. Okay. But, you know, right now I'm just, you know, taking a break from skating because, you know, my legs, my legs don't work like I used to. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. So, um, when did you actually start skating? I started skating like back in elementary school. I want to say like fourth, fifth grade. Mm -hmm. So like we used to have skate nights for um, our elementary school. Used to have skate nights at Cascade. Okay. So we used to just go up there every Friday, and then on Saturdays I meet up with my friends in the teen club. We like we all going to Cascade Saturday. So yeah. we just meet up there, and then you know just you know building relationships in the skating rink as well. So we had skate crews and. Mm -hmm. I've been in skate crews doing really? skate, yeah, skate competitions, all that. Yeah. So I've been doing it all. And um, that's actually how you meet also your artists, yeah, being in the skating ring and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So um, some of the people that you have on your album and your old stuff, you you mentioned before that you met them at the skating ring and stuff. Yeah. So how do you how do how does it make you feel that you're coming up with this music and you're actually playing in the skating ring? People are actually enjoying it and skating to it and riding with it. Yeah, it's crazy to just watch like my music being like play in the skating and then me able to be having that ability to play because I'm in a position to where I can you know just play anything I want to mm -hmm. so and then building relationships with these artists in the skating you know they come up to me asking to get their song played and then I can just build a relationship just like that so that's how I met Huncho and Boo you know just for them coming up to me asking me to check out their music and their mistake also just networking with them building relationships over time and mm -hmm. then eventually we got songs together so yeah mm, that's cool so when did you decide to start producing i started producing i want to say senior high school so senior high school i was you know going towards my bad side so i was like i want to say like at the senior skip day we like first semester that's when i started like you know skipping school <laughs> yeah doing you know hanging with the wrong crowd kind of but <laughs> that's when i started to pick up producing so while we were skipping school, you know, me and my friends go home, you know, just, you know, experiment on um, FL Studio. He had the crack version of FL on his laptop, <laughs> on his Windows laptop. So uh -huh. we just be making in, making beats in there, 
you know, smoking weed, you know, just going crazy. <laughs> Even though the beast was trash, you know, we were just, you know, learning the program. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, just learning, like, different instruments and stuff, like how the program works. So, yeah, that's how I got into producing. Oh, that's cool. Um, what's it called? Um, you... You didn't go to school because you did graduate from college mm. and you did a band, right? Yeah, I was in March 100. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And but what was your major exactly? Uh, my major was music industry, so we was basically um, learning like more of the music theory side of things. So basically, like chord progressions and real musicianship, like playing the piano, mm -hmm. like learning different instruments, and also learning like different like types of music from different cultures. So, you know, um, African music and then. Um, like tribal Indian music and then oh, that's hard. while I'm learning now I'm learning like music business as well so like the professors they actually had hands-on experience with, like dealing with major artists like one of my professors he worked for um, Whitney Houston Michael Jackson that's hard yeah he was a background singer for um, like a lot of R&B old school artists so yeah just like being in that environment just learning like more of the music business side and then also like the history of music so it was good that's Being a music industry major for sure. And now that's a and you got a minor with that as well. Yeah, I had a um, business administration minor, so I was like, you know, basically with that like finances and stuff, like regular business practices. Okay, yeah. so um, back to your album that you released. What was what memory? If you go back and you look at all your your whole list, mm -hmm. what was the most song? What was the fun song to make? The most fun song. Or that you like, yo, remember this? Like, yo, it, it felt like just like yesterday we did this song. Yeah. Mm. I want to say Exit 9 on my on my League of My Own Deluxe album. Really? Yeah, because that was like the first song like I was actually like hands-on in the studio with. Like, I pulled up on Mistake and um, Hunch on Boo actually and then played, played on the beat. Mm -hmm. And then I sat through the whole session while they recorded the whole song. So I actually got to sit with the engineer for the first time and just, you know, to like point out different things in the song that I wanted to stand out and then different things that I want him to do with the beat, like different effects and stuff. So that was like my most memorable session. Okay. Yeah. And then the second most memorable session is um the earthquake session with uh, two, my boy Two-Face. Yeah. Because I did that whole beat from scratch on the spot while he was sitting in there. So... And then he just, he freestyled that whole song in like 30 minutes. Really? Yeah. So that, yeah. Just like sitting in that room, getting that vibe, that was, that was crazy. Yeah. Is that your favorite thing about being a producer? You could just sit in there and just vibe out and come off of each other? Yeah. Yeah. That's how I make most of my best songs. Like just, you know, vibing out with the artists in the studio and then like cooking up while they're in there. Because, you know, like most of the beats that I make why they're not there that's like most of the beats that i that i like on my own but that's mm -hmm. probably not what they going for so when i'm in the studio with them they probably give me ideas of what, like what they want to um what, what they want me to cook up mm -hmm. or like what sounds they they going for what vibe they going for so if they and they feelings they want some r&b <laughs> r&b shit shit i cook some r&b shit right yeah there. but if they going for like a trap vibe or just you know trying to turn up then yeah well, that's what we going for when, when i'm in the studio with them do you have a um do you prefer one genre over the other what do you like to create more more mm. r&b a little yeah. bit more lit yeah i prefer i prefer the lit shit but i'm i'm starting <laughs> to like experiment with my more vibes and r&b songs and like more like old school samples just you know mm -hmm. different um different sounds different genres yeah, yeah. um 
people don't know like one of your biggest hits so far from the album is they know that's actually a sample as well yeah they know yeah, yeah. they know on my recent album miss brain the city that was um shoddy low sample from his they know so i just wanted to recreate like an atlanta classic you know, just taking it back to the 2000s, like, most of this generation, they really don't know who Shawty Lowe is. Mm-hmm. I really don't know, like, did they know, like, the importance of they know single, like, how big of an impact it had on the city of Atlanta. So, yeah, yeah, just, you know, recreating that and then, you know, bringing my flavor to it, like, Mistake and Huncho and Boo, bringing their own taste to it, you know. Yeah. It's good to bring a new life to the song, so. No, sure. definitely. That song went viral. Oh, yeah. Like, okay. that <laughs> song went viral. And yeah. it's... And we're still gonna keep on pushing that until it goes even more viral and stuff like that. What um, you spent a whole day creating this music video. Mm. What made you wanna choose the places you cho- you chose? Cause you're in the west side, right, or east side? Yeah, west side of west side. Mm-hmm. So like, basically, I wanted to touch like different parts of my hood that where I grew up at. So I wa- I was watching like Shawty Low video to see like different ideas that he did. Like he was mm. in barn home, so. He had like all the like shots of bone homes and you know people that lived in the bone homes area so i just wanted to get like the west side of atlanta like mm-hmm. ben hill recreation center that's over there off campton road for all my atlanta folks and then cascade scattering that's where i you know grew up skating it mm-hmm. so i just wanted to touch on that and then sparkles that's where i dj now so it's everything from like building from my past to now like just tying it all together and then also like tying in my production as mm-hmm. well so yeah that's so mm-hmm. hard that so you also have that and then you also have earthquake yeah that's a hard vi- a music video i watched and watched that last night i was just like oh i know for sure they were enjoying this music <laughs> video yeah um so when would you want to create a music video for earthquake uh earthquake when i when we first made that song i, I was i know this is gonna be like a strip club like money throwing bangers so yeah i was like we gotta have some dances with this video we gotta have you know the poles in the background we gotta have the money we gotta have the money in there for fun yeah just a whole vibe so that video just turned out great i'm glad you know the dancers had a good time you know (laughs) you guys had a good time time. everybody (laughs) wins so and song song going crazy right now Mm-hmm. So I need all my strip club DJs, all my dancers. Y'all know, get that two-faced earthquake right now. Facts, 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 facts. Um, and you're you're gonna do more music videos? Yeah, we got some more um, music videos planned from the most recent tape. Um, um, we shooting daily this weekend with my boy Epic mm-hmm. and um, Jay Woods. He will be shooting the video. Shout out my boy Jay Woods. He did they know video, and then also I want to shoot. A couple more songs off the tape, probably um, Good Times with Huncho and Boo, mm-hmm. and then either Phoenix or Had to Win with um, Money Marco. Mm-hmm. Them the top two songs on the um, tape right now, other than they know. Yeah. yeah, no facts. So what's your favorite song out of the whole album? Mm, yeah. <laughs> I got to rethink this again because you asked me before. But, yeah, um, <laughs> I did. Mm, my favorite song, mm-hmm. I want to say they know. But of course that's gonna be everybody's favorite. Yeah. I'ma say, um I'ma say Hmm. I'ma say Phoenix. Phoenix? Yeah. I'ma say Phoenix. Phoenix. You can stay with that one? Just cause I like the I like the sample like that I put on there and then like Marco he just snapped on that bit like Yeah. 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 I feel like um is there a song on the album that you feel like people are slept on? 
Yeah, it's a few. I think it's a few couple um, slept on songs on there. I know, I know. Pole dancer is a slept on one for sure mm-hmm. with mistake and boo and then definitely. I was like, yo, I need this shit yeah. to, for them to perform. <laughs> this like this shit is yeah. hard. Like yeah, people really yeah, slept pole on that dancer one. slept on and then uh, a lot of folks don't know the um, repercussions with Mama Glock. Mm-hmm. She like the only female artist, artist on the project. That? Yeah, I saw that. I saw yeah. that. I peeped that. She she went crazy. Like she brought that killer mentality to the. To no, the album for sure. She was hard. I had to replay that back. I was like, wait, is this a female? Like, yeah. like let me run it back because that one definitely caught me off surprise. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um. So, maybe what made you want to go to college? Mm. It's always been my dream, really, to go to college. But like, really? I wanted to. Um. I always wanted to go to family because both my parents went to family. Like. Okay. Yeah. So they met in high school. They went. They both went to family, and they've always been like, you know, pushing college on me. Like, not really pushing college, but encouraging me to go. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that was like, that's the next step after high school to go to college. So once I um got to high school, I once I was in band, you know, I got, you know, more involved in band, band and stuff, marching band. And then we was getting taken around to like different trips to go see college bands and stuff. So I was like, I want to be a part of that. Like just that HBCU culture. I was yeah. like, it got to be HBCU wherever I go. Like at least like, you know, some type of like that environment around. So yeah. FAMU was like always the number one choice. And then I know Tennessee State, I had visited their campus like the year before um, senior year. Mm-hmm. Just like to see the band room and stuff. Because I had um a older brother, well not older brother, but older cousin. I call him my older brother. Okay. So he um, marched in Tennessee State. Um, nice. So I just went down there to go visit and then... Eventually, I chose FAMU because I was like, that's gonna, that's the number one option. And then yeah, they had my major music industry. So just to go there and then, you know, experience the HBCU culture, experience like all black people, all different types of people, just pursue success, same goals, you know, trying yeah. to be better people in the world. It was good to see. Yeah, mm. no, I feel like at HBCU is a whole different culture from any other school or college mm-hmm. out there. It's so hard. I've had like friends that go to HBCUs and I'm like, Damn, that shit's hard. Like, y'all made a whole, yeah, yeah, a whole vibe out there. Yeah. Um, so since you said um you wanted to, your parents like that. What school is your sister? And I know she just went to college too. Yeah, she just went to family too. Oh, she really? Yeah. Yep. What is her major? Does she like the um indi- like music industry or what is? She she she's in the band, but like she's more towards like the business side, like starting her own business. So okay. She um her major is business administration, so she's like probably going to be doing like insurance with my dad okay. after she graduates, and then she also does her own catering business. Oh really? Yeah. yeah so she throw down on that food for sure. Is that the food that that you had at your um mm-hmm. that was just yep. like she cooked yeah. all my all my food for the release party everything. Yeah, no, your release party. Um, it's something we were talking about earlier. Your mom like set the whole thing up. Usually, like. She yeah. was so extra. I'm like, what do you mean? That was not extra. That was amazing. The whole yeah. water slide, the whole vibe. It was really like, oh, like this is dope. The whole yeah. cookout vibe and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like you said, your sister, yo, her food was smelling good. I had ate right before. I was like, wow, Deanna, oh, yeah. why would you do that? Yeah. But but no, hopefully you watch this and you know we can hit up and you know connect maybe later on future oh, yeah. events. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, that's hard. What's one question you wish people would ask you more? Hmm. Hmm. That's a good question. That is a good question. I want to say, um, how do you develop like more streams, like multiple streams of income? That's like a question that I don't get a lot because, like, everybody, quote unquote, want a job, but like they don't want to like put in the work to get the job, or like put in the work to you know 
get that income to be able to like come in to you so you gotta you know just develop different skills over time and then just you know make sure them skills you know can contribute to somebody else's success or contribute to their careers so I mean, somebody's always looking for something like you somebody looking for a graphic designer right now somebody looking for an engineer producer somebody looking for a manager mm-hmm. like somebody looking for anything so you just make yourself useful to somebody else and make yourself useful to some uh business or some big corporation mm-hmm. you know just find a way to contribute to something yeah, yeah. because um when you introduce yourself i don't even know if you even say you're a graphic designer because mm-hmm. i don't think a lot of people knew that because i didn't know you're a graphic designer yeah. also like you're a producer engineer you're a dj and you don't only just dj in atlanta you dj outside of atlanta you've gone yeah. to um alabama Right. Yeah, Alabama. You gone to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. You're going to Texas or Dallas, Texas yeah, in December. Yeah, Houston, I'm going to Houston. Or, yeah, something um, like that. December for the weekend. They having a escape escape event for the weekend, so I'll be out there. And then I got Savannah coming up, and um, the end of September. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of trips just going out to um city. Yeah. I like traveling and seeing like different types of demographics, cause you know I get a different vibe every everywhere I go. Like mm-hmm. it's different music culture everywhere. You going? They like different types of music, different types of artists. So mm-hmm. I'm always picking up like knowledge every everywhere I go. Yeah. How did you feel when you got your first person out of Atlanta hit you up? How did you, how did yeah. that feel? And how were you? What was your reaction basically? It was, it was crazy because I didn't even know they like they knew about you know the Atlanta skate culture even about me. So like yeah. just for them to reach out to me like wanted me to come down there and like DJ for them. It was it was a good feeling. And then to see like. Everybody from there, you know, side of town, just come out and want to see, like, how the Atlanta skaters move and, mm-hmm. like, how the Atlanta music, you know, makes the skaters move. You know, it was a good feeling to see. Yeah. Where was the first place you went out to out of town? Mm, other than other than my college town, Tallahassee, I went to, um, where did I go? I went to Birmingham first. Okay. And then I went to um, Montgomery, Alabama. Okay. Yeah, so them the top two seeds, and then they had, like, the biggest turnout. Like, over 600 people came. Oh, that's yeah. hard. Yeah, because the skating rink down there is, like, super big. Like, they got they got plenty of land, so, like, they had a – the skating rink looked like a stadium almost, like an ice rink. So, oh, that's hard. Yeah, with a white floor and everything, so. That is definitely yeah. different from ours. I don't think we have any white floors here. Yeah, they got, like, Atlanta big on wooden floors. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. But it's a big experience just, you know, going to see, like, different skate skating rinks and seeing how they, you know, mm-hmm. move to the skate music. You know, definitely. Um, so back when you were saying that um, a lot of people don't get, they don't, they just focus on one thing and they don't focus on everything else, like how to make more money different ways. Mm-hmm. Your merch is crazy. When I tell you anything you need, you got it. <laughs> from bathing suits, from lighters, from shirts, you have everything in every color. What made you want to do that? Mm, I got the idea probably like around the pandemic, you know, because that was when like my gear started to like just, you know, get cut off. So I was like, I need to find a way to like, you know, you know, keep my brand going, like, just keep the energy behind since I'm not doing no parties and then So mm-hmm. I developed the DJ23 merch page, and then I just bought, went out and bought shirts mm-hmm. and then got my logo printed on them. Just not even a lot, probably, like, 25 to 50 shirts. And then That's not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's, like, a lot for some yeah. people. They're like, it what? A, yeah, it is a lot. But, you know, <laughs> just, like, something to test the waters real quick. So Definitely. Right when um the pandemic opened back up, I started selling them at um, Sparkle Skatering, and then the skaters just started buying them. Yeah. And then they was like, oh, yeah, you got, um, you should do some tech suits and stuff. Yeah. Like some, 
some hats and stuff. So I was like, okay, yeah, I should branch yeah. out to different items. So I started doing um, tech suits and the jerseys, yeah, basketball shorts. Yeah, the jerseys are hard. Yeah, the jerseys. And then I got the, um, for the girls, I got the crop tops and then the biker shorts, the booty shorts, yeah. the bathing suits. The bathing suits, I love the bathing suits. They're so cute. Yeah. Yeah, I like the yeah, colors of it. They, they've been eating them up too, so. Make Yay. sure y'all go to the website, dj23atl.com. You know, got all the items on there. Some exclusive items like Corona masks and stuff. Okay. And then for the college students, I got the laptop sleeves, the pens, pencils, all that. Yeah, yeah. you're a whole marketing tool <laughs> out here, yo. That's so, you're, yeah. yo, you are honestly one of the persons I've met. And um, you don't just do one thing. Like I said, you, you really expand your brand. And I could definitely, I can't even... You will <laughs> will be definitely one of the top DJs out there soon. Oh yeah, that's the goal. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, these collabs are hard. Um, who do you think is a name five DJs that the city slept on? Uh, definitely number one. I gotta say DJ Jelly. That's one of the OG like Atlanta DJs mm -hmm. that grew up in the Atlanta bass era. My dad put me on to him, and like really the whole Oomp Camp squad. So like DJ Monte. Um, who else I want to say? DJ MC Assault. Uh, of course, DJ Spins, uh, Epic Older Brother, because okay. he like a pioneer for like all the new, the new young cats, like the younger generation. Yeah. And then some of the radio DJs I was inspired by from was DJ Baby U. Okay. He's a uh, Asian DJ. He one on three, but he used to DJ for Jeezy, like tour DJ. Okay. So just listening to him on the radio, and then Jalian Sound. I don't know who that is. Yeah, Hot 1079 DJ. Okay, well, like, yeah. Okay, and that's Yeah, a lot of DJs, a lot of DJs are slept on, but that's, that's like one of the main ones I listen to. Yeah. Okay. What about um, DJs that produce? Mm, producers, I gotta say Spins as well, because Spins, like, is very low key with his hits. Like, yeah, yeah, I like, believe it. It's a lot of songs that that man done produced that many people don't know, like Travis Porter, Cash Out, 2 Chains. Like, he done did so many songs. And then Metro Boomin', uh, Sony Digital, um, Southside. Oh, Southside is hard. Yeah, yeah Southside. Super really, hard. I used to just watch all of them on YouTube, just cooking up, spins all of them. Used to be in the same room, just cooking, cooking up. Cooking up, yeah. yeah. Is there a dream collab you would want to see? Mm, yeah, I got to get a collab in with, um, got to get a collab in with either Metro, Wheezy, or Turbo. Either, either one of them three. Oh, that'd be yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, what about you? Um, I think one of the DJs that I slept on is definitely uh, Mark B. DJ Mark B. Yeah, super slept on. Yeah, super yeah. slept on. Like, yeah. I feel like, yo, there's all the new music. I feel like he's starting to produce it. Like, Young Nudie, mm -hmm. he's a he's in a bunch of Young Nudie uh, records yeah. and stuff like that. He actually has something for well, 21, too. Yeah. Um, there was, oh, fuck, there's a song, this album that just dropped, too, that he produced. He's really slept on. Yeah, he got some stuff with um, Young Ma, too, I know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. See? Definitely hard. Definitely. So, before we wrap this up, what's one thing um, that you want everybody to look out for? Hey man, y'all stay look on. Y'all stay look out for that deluxe. Mm -hmm. It's on the way. Probably October. I'm gonna give it to y'all by the end of the year, but just know <laughs> the deluxe is on the way. Also, I got some old graphic design business on the way, so we got. Graphic designers coming for all the artists with cover arts, motion covers. So make sure all my independent artists tap in for the cover art, motion covers. We got a team coming 
with plenty of graphic designers at your disposal. So make sure y'all tap in for that. Also, oh yeah, we got the um, we got the Mr. Brand City Out Lighters, the big custom big lighters. Make sure y'all get one. Facts. You know, hit me up in the DM for one. Facts, facts. So. Can we get some of that uh, at the Shaking the Culture Festival? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Shaking the Culture Festival too coming up. I got I got some special guests coming out. Yeah, y'all stay tuned. Y'all got to pull up September 5th. Y'all be the... Facts. This probably will be out before then or after that. But, you know, make sure to catch uh, DJ 23's performance. Like I said, special guest. Honestly, I'm excited to see that. And get your merch there from DJ 23. Um, you know, um, so go ahead and just give us all your socials, where we can find you at, contact you, what skating rings you can find you at, your tour oh, yeah. list, everything. Give it to us. Oh, yeah. Y'all follow me on all Instagram and Twitter at DJ 23 underscore live. My YouTube, DJ 23, and my SoundCloud, DJ 23 underscore live. And my website for all the merch, DJ23ATL.com. Make sure y'all hit up, get you some clothes, some hats, get you some drip. Hey. Facts. So, guys, and you know who it is. You know where you follow me at, Shaking the Culture, or uh, my personal one, Diana underscore Garcia. Until next time. It's rip. It's rip. It's rip. Cool beans. That was smooth.